It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. We're staying. We're staying. Um, you've been through this kind of situation before. This is a. This is their home. The relatives of the massacre victims say they're staying in Mexico. This is PM Orlando, where we update the latest in news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. And I'm Michael Yaffe. I'm Melissa Fox, filling in for Larry Spillman. Our top stories this afternoon a suspect has been arrested in the murder of a New Hampshire couple, and you can rest a little easier now in downtown Orlando. 502 on News Radio WFLA. An Amber Alert is out for a missing Florida girl the FDLE says may be in danger. Taylor Williams was reported missing today from her home on Ivy Street in Jacksonville. Police say the five-year-old was not in her room this morning. The back door of her home was unlocked. She is described as black, three feet tall, weighing 50 pounds, with brown eyes and black hair. She was wearing a purple and pink short-sleeve pajama. Uh, stop at the time of bed last night. A man is under arrest in Mexico in connection with the death of a New Hampshire couple in Texas. Mexican media is reporting that Adam Williams was captured today in Willisco on theft charges. Now, Williams is believed to be the man pictured driving James and Michelle Butler's pickup last month as it headed into Mexico. The butlers were found last week in a shallow grave on a North Padre Island beach. They were visiting the state from Rumney. Investigators are also looking for Amanda Nover. She is considered a person of interest in the case. She is believed to be the woman sitting next to Williams in the truck. No word if Nover was with Williams. Federal marshals in West Palm Beach have arrested a rape suspect wanted here in Central Florida. James Caliste was one of two men wanted for recent attacks on women in downtown Orlando. Our fear was not only just the whereabouts of these individuals within the city of Orlando, but beyond our community. And sure enough, he was in the West Palm Beach area. The good thing is that everyone worked together to make sure that he was taken into custody. Orlando Police Chief Orlando Rolone says plans are being made to bring Caliste back to Orlando to face trial in the sexual assault. The suspect in the other downtown attack was already under arrest. Al Inspector, News Radio WFLA Orlando. There appears to be a connection between the recent massacre in Mexico and the alleged upstate New York sex cult Nexium. Reports indicate that the group, which marketed itself as a self-help group for women, recruited members from the region of Mexico, where the women and children were recently murdered in a high-profile case. A sect of Mormons that broke off when Utah outlawed polygamy has taken up residence near the Mexican state of Chihuahua for decades. Yeah, we're going to talk about that whole Mexican massacre next. Uh, uh, The family members of some of the victims are speaking out And they actually want help from the U.S. and appreciate what President Trump said about it. So I'll play some cuts from some of the family members next. Palm Bay police are investigating a fourth shooting in 24 hours. The first two incidents are believed related. The second one a few miles away is not. But there is no word on whether the latest incident this morning is somehow connected to any of the others. The male victim is in critical condition.
An investigation of a fatal shooting this morning is in the early stages. A 23-year-old man was killed at an Orange County apartment complex located off Holden and Rio Grande Avenues. No word yet on what led to the shooting or who was involved. Just in time for Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving episodes of Friends are set to hit the movie theaters. The classic sitcom is celebrating its 25th anniversary at theaters nationwide with a Friendsgiving on November 24th and 25th. Eight classic Thanksgiving episodes of Friends have been remastered from the original negatives and will be brought to the big screen just in time for the Turkey Day holiday. I bet it's going to be popular. I think so, too. A 13-year-old charged with murder escapes custody in North Carolina. We have that story for you on our website at WFLAOrlando.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for WFLA Orlando. News time, 5.05 p.m. Orlando continues now. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio WFLA Orlando. Oh, it's Wednesday. We made it to Wednesday, and we have a lot more to get to on this edition of PM Orlando. We are going to talk more about that massacre of American citizens in Mexico. Family members of the victims are speaking out, and more government officials are speaking out. What happens next? And as you mentioned, Melissa, one of the suspects was arrested. A lot more details to this we'll get to in a moment, but last night... And this morning, the big news is it was election day yesterday. Wait, did Buddy win? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, are, are we really? I was hanging, surprised. Hanging there, I did. Yeah, <laughs> he won by a substantial margin. Oh. Of course, there were elections across the country, and there's still kind of some controversy in the Kentucky gubernatorial election. Not. That's Bevin. Yeah, we have a little montage here of some of the activity from last night and this morning. After tonight, this election is over. After tonight, we move forward with every other Kentucky citizen as Team Kentucky. This is a close, close race. We are not conceding this race by any stretch. We want the process to be followed. The process will be followed. And in the end, we will have the governor that was chosen by the people of Kentucky. From this bill, I spoke to Attorney General Jim Rudd. And I accepted his congratulations. Looks like uh, uh, the next governor will be Tate Reeves. I just called Tate and congratulated him on a, on a good race. And I told him I'll be praying for uh, him and his administration. I intend to work with them in the transition. We all owe a great debt of gratitude to President Donald Trump and Vice President Trump. It has been a good run. I guess it was not his will that, that we continue on as governor. So Democrats are claiming victory in Virginia over the legislature there. It seems like Virginia, the state of Virginia, is now officially a blue state in Kentucky, even though the governor's race is kind of up for grabs because Matt Bevin was pretty unpopular. Um, a lot of the local seats in Kentucky went Republican. So, you know, the Republicans are saying, claiming victory a little bit. We'll see what happens. Does this all have to do with Trump? 
Uh, depends on who you ask. So we'll talk more about that later on in the show. We are going to talk with our news partners at Fox 35. Yesterday, we brought on a reporter who talked about killings in Palm Bay. Apparently, there was another shooting incident in Palm Bay. We'll get the latest on that story in about 20 minutes. And of course, we've got to start the show with some good news. Money. If you get, yeah, exactly. Money's always good news. Money. If you text the keyword, you got to text the keyword to have a chance to win the money, though. Text the keyword that's coming up in just a moment to 200 200, and you could win. Oh, my God. $1,000. Oh. I was expecting you to say money. Money. There oh, you go. Sorry. <laughs> you could, Skittles. Yes. Sorry. You could win $1,000 uh, in our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. Just text the keyword coming up next. We're going to talk about the latest details on that massacre in Mexico and Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. It is 513 right now on PM Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Here's one of the top stories for you. The president is saying he will help Mexico with their drug cartels. The president reacting on Twitter to the horrific murders of nine Americans in Mexico, writing, This is the time for Mexico, with the help of the United States, to wage war on the drug cartels and wipe them off the face of the earth. We merely await a call from your great new president, Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez. Abrador responding at a morning news conference saying the worst thing you can have is war. That is not an option. The president and his Mexican counterparts spoke by phone Tuesday to discuss the recent violence in Mexico and efforts to combat the growing violent behavior of cartels and criminal groups in the region. The White House in a statement released by the deputy press secretary saying that President Trump made clear that the United States condemns these senseless acts of violence that took the lives of nine Americans citizens and offered Mexico assistance to ensure the perpetrators face justice. At the White House, John Decker, Fox News. We're going to have more on this story in a moment, and we update the top stories every 10 minutes on PM Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. The safety and well-being of Americans anywhere around this world is the first priority of this president. And he will continue to ensure the safety and well-being of Americans, um, including, if not especially, innocent children, wherever they are. That's Trump advisor Kellyanne Conway. She's discussing the deadly cartel attack that happened earlier this week that killed nine people in Mexico. Now, the breaking news on this today is a suspect was arrested near the Arizona border with Mexico in connection with the deaths. Uh, by the way, six of those killed were children. And as you know, the victim's convoy was ambushed in broad daylight by gunmen believed to be affiliated with a drug cartel. Now, criminal investigators said the suspect was arrested and under investigation. Um, in a statement posted on Facebook, the Agency for Criminal Investigation for the State of Sonora said the suspect was found in a town near the Arizona border holding two hostages who were gagged and tied inside a vehicle. These are real dangerous people. The suspect, whose gender was not um, specified, had four assault rifles, ammunition, and various large vehicles, including a bulletproof SUV. One of the vehicles was connected with a robbery in Phoenix. 
So this definitely has implications for American national security if this guy was just crossing the border willy-nilly. It was not immediately clear who the hostages are, whether they were connected to the shooting, or whether the suspect was involved in the attack. Now, family members of the victims are speaking out, including Daniel LeBaron. He is the cousin of Ronita Maria Miller, who was killed in that attack. He was on Fox News earlier today speaking on this, and he says they are still not entirely sure why this happened. Uh, well, we're still, we're still trying to sort all that out. Um, initially, we thought it might have been mistaken identity. Now we've, we've had quite a bit of, of evidence that uh, once the attack began, they continued it regardless, uh, knowing that uh, there were women and children in the vehicles. So as far as why it happened, we're not sure yet, but it definitely was not crossfire between cartels. So there's still a lot of information that we need to find out about this. Now, LeBaron also says he is all for the U.S. coming in to help take care of the cartels. We're really hoping uh, that the U.S., Maybe gets involved. Uh, we know that President Trump offered his, his help, as well as Senator Kevin Kramer from North Dakota. So we're hopeful that at some point the Mexican government will come to the senses in, in some way accept some help. And he was also asked whether the Mexican people would be okay with American help. Uh, it is not like it usually isn't from our government down here in Mexico, which, which uh, seems to shy away from any, any type of help. Regardless of that, it's pretty apparent that they're incapable of solving anything or, or dealing with this problem. So so we're really hoping that our governments uh, come together and work on this and come up with some solutions. And LeBaron also says that the family is just grief-stricken over all of this. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, the community is devastated. I think everybody's still in shock. Um, just coming together, coming to terms with the whole situation. I mean, we're, we're a large family, but we are very tight-knit. Everybody knows each other. We've got bonds of marriage, uh, friendships going back four or five generations, though. Yeah. So we're definitely going through a rough few days. So the investigation continues. We'll see if they actually identify the suspect that was arrested. LeBaron also said that his family is not going to leave Mexico. They're going to stay right where they are. Moving on to news in Palm Bay, Florida. We had some news yesterday about some murders that happened there. Well, there was another shooting that is now under investigation. We'll talk with our news partners at Fox 35 on that story next. And Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. 523 right now, and here's another news update for you. TikTok, a popular Chinese-owned app, 
is on the Pentagon's radar. A national review is underway into security concerns prompted by Republican Senator Tom Cotton and Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer. I don't trust them. Furthermore, they don't let our tech companies into China. Why are we letting their tech companies into here? Schumer concerned China is using TikTok to gather information. The Chinese constantly peer into what we are doing. There are 110 million Americans who have TikTok that's growing. And who knows what China will do with all that vital information. A military spokesperson told the Military Times personnel should be cautious when posting on social media. TikTok says it's committed to working with the U.S. Congress, adding, we have no higher priority than earning the trust of users and regulators in the U.S. In Washington, Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. We update the top stories every 10 minutes on PM Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. After a wave of violence during the overnight hours Monday into Tuesday, a fourth shooting is now under investigation in Palm Bay. Right now, Fox 35 News reporter Mike Magnoli is joining us with the latest. Mike, what do you know? Pretty discouraging and kind of hard to believe that we had another one of these, but uh, it was in the same area, Michael. It was on Northview Street. And I spoke with the chief of police about this today, also spoke with a young councilman from this area, and he says that uh, both of them saying that it's really on the community to cooperate with officers and to tell them what they know. And if you come from the culture where you're thinking, I don't want to snitch on somebody, I don't want to rat somebody out, they're both saying that, that that is the wrong thing to do, that that is a disservice to your neighborhood because they both told me, you know, there could be someone caught in the crossfire. These bullets don't have names on them. And uh, the next time, it could be somebody that you love or you care about. Now, this most recent shooting from the overnight hours uh, into today, guy's in critical condition. Um, so we're hoping that he's going to pull through. Uh, there were also some developments in court today on one of the cases that we were telling you about yesterday. Okay, they have a guy named Larry Bell uh, in custody. He hasn't been charged yet for the shooting, but they identified him yesterday as a person of interest. So he was in front of a judge today. We expect some more charges to materialize against him. Don't know what the nature of those charges are going to be. Uh, we've also learned some more about the identities of the victims in these cases. Uh, unfortunately, Michael, police are saying that this is all drug-related and it's all kind of happening in the same area. And police are really, really going to be on uh, high alert tonight and patrolling this area so that we don't have another one going into tomorrow, Michael. Yeah, and I'm guessing that uh, people in the community are not happy about this and definitely want change. Mike Magnoli reporting live from Palm Bay right now. If you want to find out more on the story, you can watch Fox 35 News at 6 and 10 p.m. Mike, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, Michael. So, yeah, pretty disturbing that all this has happened within the last few days. And, of course, it seems like it is uh, drug-related now, they say the shooters, 21-year-old Jalen DaCosta and 23-year-old Jerome Harris, killed each other. That's what That was the first shooting that happened Tuesday. Um, and then uh, there was a 61-year-old man found dead at the scene. He was not being named. Um, so, let's see. I'm just reading through some of the stuff here. But uh, hopefully that this, this next guy pulls through. 
Uh, Melissa Fox joins me in the studio right now. What do you got for us at the bottom of the hour? That's a very good question, Michael. <laughs> Every now and then I have good questions. <laughs> we have, uh, well, we still have the ongoing penalty phase of the Everett Miller yeah. trial. I'll keep you up to date on that a little bit. Got a rape suspect that was caught in West Palm Beach and some fun news for you as well. Ooh, some fun news. Fun stuff. And of course, Tom Benson will have pop culture news. Before that, if you're into what's going on in the world of business, we have the Bloomberg Market Minute. And of course, an update for you on traffic and weather together. It's all coming up in two minutes on this edition of PM Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Welcome back to PM Orlando. I am Michael Yaffe, joined by Tom Benson, producing once again. Melissa Fox is here with more news in the Everett Miller trial. The sentencing phase continues. Yes, a psychologist. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just who interviewed the Kissimmee Cup killer, Everett Miller, says the ex-Marine had a difficult childhood, and that could have contributed to his PTSD. What is relevant is that Mr. Miller was exposed to factors that have found to increase the likelihood of negative impacts later. Dr. Steve Gold testified for the defense team that is trying to keep Miller off death row. Prosecutors say Miller should get the ultimate punishment for the 2017 shooting that killed Kissimmee Police Sergeant Sam Howard and Officer Matthew Baxter. Federal marshals in West Palm Beach have arrested a rape suspect wanted here in Central Florida. James Kalikst was one of two men wanted for recent attacks on women in downtown Orlando. Our fear was not only just where the whereabouts of these individuals within the city of Orlando, but beyond our community. And sure enough, he was in the West Palm Beach area. The good thing is that everyone worked together to make sure that he was taken into custody. Orlando Police Chief Orlando Rolon says plans are being made to bring police back to Orlando to face trial in the sexual assault. The suspect in the other downtown attack was already under arrest. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Workers at Bank of America will soon be making more money. The company announced it's raising its minimum wage to $20 per hour. The nation's second largest bank says the pay hike will take effect early next year and will lift the pay for tens of thousands of employees. Bank of America employed nearly 170,000 people in the United States last year. When Dixie says its stores will start selling various CBD products here in Florida. The company says this is to give customers access to safe alternative products that vary from topical care to supplements. CBD is found in marijuana and hemp, but experts say there's nothing in it that makes the user get high. The Florida Gators are 10th in the first college football playoff rankings of the season. Ohio State is first, followed by LSU, Alabama, and Penn State. The Gators are back in action this Saturday, hosting Vanderbilt. In other team news, guard Chris Bleach has decided to transfer after being benched in Saturday's loss to Georgia. In other local college football action this week, Florida State will visit Boston College on Saturday. UCF travels to Tulsa on Friday in South Florida, host Temple tomorrow night. 
The college basketball season is underway. Last night, six-ranked Florida opened its season with a 74-59 route of North Florida. Florida State visits Pitt tonight to begin their season. And UCF will host Prairie View and A&M in its first game on Saturday. Whitney Houston's former girlfriend is detailing their love affair. Robin Crawford tells People Magazine she was Houston's romantic partner in the early 80s. Crawford said Houston ended the physical part of their relationship soon after she signed a record deal, adding it would make their journey more difficult. Houston grew up in New Jersey. She died in 2012 at the age of 48. Well, Stella is an amazing talking dog that can speak 29 words, and that video is on our website at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. It's 537 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. PM Orlando continues now. Fresco Bank has hometown checking with free debit card and online banking. Member FDIC. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Well, here's something to keep in mind next time you go on an airline flight. A new study has found that water on most major airlines is not safe to drink oh, and not safe okay. to use to wash your hands. Why? The 2019 airline water study from Hunter College evaluated 23 airlines by the quality of water provided on board its flights using 10 criteria. JetBlue and Spirit Airlines performed the worst, each getting a score of one, while Collegi- uh, rather Allegiant, Alaska, and Hawaiian Airlines performed the best. They got about a three. Authors of the oh. study. Authors of the study urge to avoid possible illness, never drink the water on board that is, isn't is in a sealed bottle, and do not drink the coffee or tea. They also urge people not to wash their hands in the bathroom either. <laughs> yep, that's me. I've hand- never heard of an announcement that said don't wash your hands. Wash Use your a hand, hand sanitizer a, instead. An Those airplane liquor bottle. That's yeah. right. Well, too much screen time for your kids is not necessarily a good thing. You've probably seen this. Small children and toddlers looking at screens. Maybe you let your young ones play with your phone. A new study recommends you should go easy on that. Too much screen time can affect brain development. Now, it's important to note this study in the journal JAMA Pediatrics only looked at 47 children, ages 3 to 5. Brain scans found that kids who spend more than one hour a day with a screen in front of them had lower levels of development of the so-called white matter in their brains. White matter plays a key role in development of language, reading, and general intelligence. By comparison, studies have shown that reading or practicing a skill like a musical instrument or juggling can increase white matter. Research has also found that interaction with young children is critical. So mom and dad, get off your phones too. And Lisa Brady, Fox News. White matter matters. Yes, it does. I mean, stating the obvious playing an instrument and reading is good for your child plants need water (laughs) or juggling you can juggle hey i can juggle (laughs) yeah that's true not right now but i I can't do that (laughs) all right here we go lord help me jesus i've wasted it so help me 
trying to think of who this could possibly be, Tom. He's lost. I don't know. Yeah, Michael has no clue. Really? You have no clue? It's no nope. clue. It's Chris Christopherson. He's going to be honored next week at the oh. CMA Awards. Legendary country star Chris Christopherson will receive the 2019 Willie Nelson Lifetime Achievement Award during the 53rd Annual CMA Awards. Freedom's just another the special tribute to the performer will feature performances of Christopherson's Me and Bobby McGee by Dirk Bentley with Cheryl Crow, Chris Jansen, and John Osborne. Previous recipients include the award's namesake, Kenny Rogers, Johnny Cash, and Dolly Parton. Christopherson is a Country Music Hall of Fame member and an eight-time CMA Awards nominee. The CMAs, hosted by Carrie Underwood, Parton, and Reba McIntyre, air November 13th at 8 on ABC. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Now, you should know who this is. No idea. About a year after splitting with his wife of 29 years, Iron Maiden (laughs) frontman Bruce Dickinson has reportedly moved from, well, away from his wife, and he's got a new girlfriend. She's said to be 15 years younger, and she is a 10-year groupie of the band. This is going to cost him $90 million in the the, uh, settlement. Hey, Bruce, prenup on this next one. McDonald's is observing an anniversary, and Jimmy Fallon tells us about it. Hey, check this out. I saw that the McDonald's Happy Meal is turning 40. Oh. So now that it's 40, instead of being a Happy Meal, it's more of a self-reflective, what-does-it-all-mean meal. <laughs> Midlife crisis for the that's Happy right. Meal. That's right. And that's what we got for you today. All right, and what I have for you next is uh, more impeachment stuff. Wait until you hear Lindsey Graham and one of his defenses of Trump over this impeachment inquiry. We'll have that next in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well. In two minutes, this is PM Orlando. Updating another one of the top stories for you right now. The public phase of the House impeachment investigation begins next week with testimony from top U.S. diplomats in Ukraine. Three State Department officials will be the first to testify in public as part of an impeachment inquiry against President Trump. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff has set next week's schedule. It includes testimony from Bill Taylor, the top diplomat in Ukraine. Marie Yovanovitch, the former ambassador to Ukraine and career State Department diplomat. George Kent. The uh, most important facts are largely not contested. Schiff says there is evidence President Trump used the State Department to dig up dirt on potential political opponents. The White House has insisted there was no quid pro quo or other wrongdoing. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every evening on PM Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. We will begin our open hearings uh, in the impeachment inquiry next week. Uh, We will be beginning with the testimony of Ambassador Taylor and Ambassador Kent uh, on Wednesday. uh, And we will have Ambassador Yovanovitch testify on Friday. These will be the first of the open hearings. Yeah, that's Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff. Uh, once again, talking about the fact that they are going to have open hearings. This would be the first open hearings in this whole impeachment inquiry. I think part of the reason they're doing that is because of pressure from Republicans. And as he mentioned there, it would feature current and former officials with knowledge of the Ukraine controversy. Now, this week, they have released some of the transcripts from the closed door hearings, including the transcript that was released today of Bill Taylor 
and his testimony in Congress last month. It was a closed door testimony. And Taylor says that he saw the requests as so dangerous that he believed Ukrainian President Zelensky should ignore them, even if it meant losing a one-on-one -on -one meeting with Trump. And he believes that there was a quid pro quo. The big news yesterday was Ambassador Sondland said um, that there was a sort of quid pro quo, but it was on Ukraine to make a public statement dealing with corruption and that was the quid pro quo, still not necessarily directed specifically at Joe Biden and his son. Now, we have a local angle to this, at least a Florida angle to this, as our former attorney general, Pam Bondi, apparently this came out today, will be hired by the Trump White House to help with its impeachment response. This is according to reports from the Wall Street Journal in the Washington Post Bondi, who has worked for lobbyist Brian Ballard since leaving the Attorney General's office earlier this year, will join the White House communications staff temporarily in order to help with messaging during the ongoing impeachment inquiry. Um, as you know, Pam Bondi's been a pretty out, you know, she's been very outspoken supporting President Trump since, <laughs> excuse me, since his election. Now, the former U.S. Treasury spokesman, well, uh, Tony Sae will also join Bondi in the communications office. Her expected hire is both an acknowledgement Trump needs help coordinating a response to the House probe and a compromise between competing factions in the White House where rivalries open during a two-week-long process deliberation over which advisor to bring inside. That's what the Wall Street Journal reporter put out on Twitter today now some interesting audio i heard as well when it comes to this whole impeachment inquiry someone who's been very defensive of trump over all of this has been senator lindsey graham he is still defending trump basically saying that this whole inquiry is inquiry is illegitimate and he was asked about this earlier and he had an interesting defense basically saying um, why he believes there couldn't have possibly been a quid pro quo between Trump, his staff, and Ukraine. Here's what he said. I've read the transcript for myself. I made up my own mind. Volker, the special envoy, said there was no quid pro quo. Sunderland has changed his testimony to say he presumes there was. What I can tell you about the Trump policy toward the Ukraine, it was incoherent. It depends on who you talk to. They seem to be incapable of forming a quid pro quo. So, no, I find the whole process to be a sham, and I'm not going to legitimize it. So his defense, and this is very interesting, I don't know if the rest of the Trump team is going to pick this up, but his defense is that the team there dealing with Ukraine and the Trump administration is so incoherent and all over the place with different people saying different things throughout the whole process, not just the impeachment process, but before that it's too incoherent to actually be a quid pro quo there that there was no you know concerted effort by the trump administration to do this but sort of different opinions from different people in the trump administration trying to do different things and the fact that it was so incoherent at least to lindsey graham proves that it's impossible to be any kind of quid pro quo it's sort of the incompetence argument that the Trump administration, at least dealing with Ukraine, has been so incompetent that there's no there's no way that there could have been a quid pro quo. We heard defenses like that during the Mueller investigation, I remember. 
I remember people like Rick Santorum coming out and saying that the Trump campaign in 2016 was so disorganized that there was no way there could have been some kind of active collusion with Russia because of that disorganization. Now we're hearing that defense in the Trump administration. I don't know if Trump's going to go along with this, but I found that very fascinating from someone who's been an ardent Trump defender when it comes to this whole Ukraine mess. Now, earlier on in the show, we were talking about the fact um, that someone, there was a suspect who was arrested near the Arizona border who they say was involved of in this massacre of American citizens in Mexico. Apparently, he was a part of the drug cartel, and this all has to do with drug cartels. Trump administration, as you know, has been commenting on this as well, saying that they want to help Mexico deal with the cartels. Well, I'm going to talk about that in my Beyond Reason commentary in a moment, give my opinion on it. And, of course, we have news, weather, and traffic in two minutes as well. This is PM Orlando. Another news update for you right now, and this is not a part of my Beyond Reason commentary, but... Maybe it should be because I can't believe it's actually an issue. But lawmakers in Florida, in our state, are looking to overturn a ban on sunscreen in Key West. Key West wants to protect its coral reefs, so it's banned sunscreens that contain chemicals that could harm them. But some state lawmakers in Florida argue it's more important to protect people from skin cancer and are looking to ban the ban. Republican Rob Bradley is sponsoring the bill. He says they need to encourage people to use sunscreen, not discourage it. If the bill doesn't pass, the sale of sunscreens containing oxybenzone or octanoxate in Key West would be illegal starting in 2021. Research has shown those chemicals can cause coral bleaching. The reefs around Key West attract divers and snorkelers. Hawaii and the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as Bonaire and the Caribbean, have enacted bans on sunscreen containing those chemicals. Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. I just can't believe they're fighting over wearing sunscreen. Updating the top stories every 10 minutes on PM Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. If the Mexican government cannot protect American citizens in Mexico, then the United States may have to take matters into our own hands. President Lopez Obrador came into office almost a year ago saying that his strategy for dealing with the cartels is going to be more hugs, not bullets. That may work in a children's fairy tale, <laughs> but in the real world, when three American women and six American children were gunned down and burned alive, the only thing that can counteract bullets is more and bigger bullets. That's Senator Tom Cotton, and he giving his opinion on the fact that nine American citizens were killed in Mexico this week, an attack that seems to have been done by drug cartels. Still not exactly sure why it happened, but this isn't the line in the news story that I think everyone should be paying attention to. I was getting this uh, from the USA Today. It says this. Um, one of the vehicles was connected with a robbery in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read that again. One of the vehicles was connected with a robbery in Phoenix. Can you say secure the border? Exactly. Can you say build the wall? I mean, this is disturbing. When you're looking at the photos of the aftermath of that massacre, when you're hearing the stories of what happened, when you hear how vicious and brutal these drug cartels are, and they're just a few miles from the American 
border, from the U.S. border. We're not talking about the Middle East. We're not talking about Afghanistan or Syria. We're talking about our the country right next to us. And we don't want to scare the border. We think, oh, it's okay. And then you hear that apparently it seems like someone who was involved in this just kind of goes across the border, comes back, goes across the border, comes back. Come on. We need to secure the border. Libertarians are saying, no, we need to legalize all drugs, and that'll take away um, their profit. Maybe, but they're just going to use something else. One thing, you're not going to legalize all drugs anytime soon. If we, even if we legalize marijuana, that's why a lot of these cartels are selling even harder drugs now. If we legalize all drugs, they're just going to start running guns or something like that. I mean, Tom Cotton's right. If we're not going to get involved in some serious way, we need to at least secure our border to make sure it doesn't happen here. And the fact that we haven't done that yet is beyond reason. Smart Money Show with Harry Overton is coming up next, and I'll be back tomorrow. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.